0: Welcome to North Shore Newsweek. Hello, hello, North Shore, and welcome to another edition of North Shore Newsweek. As always, this is a recap of the top headlines at the therecordnorthshore.org uh, for the past week. Uh, busy week, mostly in one town, so sorry, our up and down the shore segment is going to be a little weighted, Toward, uh, toward our southernmost town, met. But um, trust me, it's worth it. A lot of news here that we have to get through and our, and our lead story is gonna kind of uh, encompass all of these communities and is uh, um, pretty important. So um, like I said, we're gonna do this in three segments, lead story up and down the shore and our featured feature. And I'm joined by fellow co-founder of The Record, Martin Carlino, how we doing, Martin? Doing well, Joe, how are you? Good, I just uh, think I called you Martin.
1: Um, and that's we've heard, our, we've, we've finally, heard Martin. We we hear Marty. We sometimes hear Mart. You know, I guess that uh, that'll be up to the listeners to decide. <laughs> Call them
0: what you will, folks. And um, we're gonna we're gonna jump into this. Uh, and just for reference, we are a non nonprofit news site. Um, we uh, we do all this community first journalism, responsible and authentic coverage of your community. Um, at no charge for most of our public service, so relying on reader funding. So, if you are so inclined and are able, um, donations and subscriptions are available at the website, thenorthshore.org, where you can also find these full stories as we after we run through them. Starting with our lead story, and we have a COVID update. Been a few weeks, uh, it was an important week though to definitely update you guys on what's going on in the COVID landscape um, here on the North Shore as well as the area. And uh, throwing we threw in some um, state and national data too just for comparison's sake. But facts are facts and that is that the Delta variant of COVID-19 has really spurred a surge across the nation and it's reached the area. Specifically, Wilmet and Winneka are both seeing uh, significant jumps in their cases. Now, uh, everything's relative, but we're going from basically no cases or one case a, a day, so on and so forth to multiple um, and an average of, of two or three cases a day. And in Wilmette's case, they had a high of 10 marked and recorded on July 28th, which was the highest number uh, since April 10th, single day total, And more than the past, from from June 10th to July 18th, they only had nine total. So very um, safe and limited summer with COVID. Um, Thanks to all the precautions everyone's taken, but this Delta variant's really spurring um, some dangerous transmission. Um, uh, Winneka also saw a jump, um, and they saw 12 new cases in a week from July 17th to 24th. Um, which is the most in a week since early may for when the other towns that we cover glencoe kenilworth northfield are not seeing significant upswings those are smaller communities um but uh it is worth noting that they have not seen that that um adjacent towns northbrook and glenview saw you know um 144 jumps in the past two weeks compared to the previous two weeks and 133 in northbrook so 144 percent glenview 133 so Numbers are increasing hospitalizations across the county. You're going to see similar trends, which led to um, an announcement from the Cook County Department of Health yesterday, the 29th, um, July 29th, which was Thursday. We are recording this on a Friday that um, basically strongly encouraged masks for everybody, regardless of vaccination status, indoors, in public. So that's following the guidance of the CDC and the Illinois Department of Health which also followed the CDC um, and their guidance and the the county said they were going to give their specific guidance today, which is Friday. They have not yet. Um, so we're going to wait for that and report on that on what, if anything, is different from the CDC's guidance, which again is um, asking for indoors in public masking of everybody. Um, and if we're listening to, uh, Rachel Rubin, who's the co-lead for the county's health department, she said in an interview, we strongly recommend that everyone follow the CDC recommendations, and we will be issuing new mask guidance tomorrow. Um, the Delta variant is the strongest version of COVID yet, and must uh, and you, we must contain it through both vaccinations and prevention measures. So uh, in the county, um, suburban Cook County, not including Chicago, but suburban Cook County, more than 60% of new cases um, are coming from the Delta variant. So um, that is definitely what's spurring this. Um, It's worth looking at all these numbers we have in there. We also threw in some state um, and USA numbers. Um, You know, 52% of the counties throughout the country are uh, rated at high levels of transmission. Um, Suburban Cook is rated at significant which is i'm sorry substantial which is a step down from high uh, a lot of the highs you're going to find in the southern states as well as um, some of the western states arizona nevada california um as we've heard about la county which reinstated its mask mandate that is not the case here but cases are rising in 49 of the 50 states as of this week
1: Lots of information jump, there go ahead mark just to jump in real quickly here joe and i believe you had mentioned this earlier but wanted to reiterate it um, Cook County did say that t- as of uh, Friday today, that is uh, our recording of this podcast, that they do plan to issue new mask wearing guidance. Um, so we expect that to come out sometime before the end of the day, heading into the weekend here um, to to further extend your discussion of the national points that you are making, Joe. Um, there's been some reporting here in the last 48 hours or so um, from some national outlets that obtained some information from the CDC that for the first time publicly has admitted that this Delta variant, that there is reason to believe that the Delta variant of the virus is transmissible by vaccinated people. This is the first time we've heard that publicly acknowledge, publicly acknowledge that vaccinated individuals can still transmit the virus, um, especially this, uh, Delta variant of the virus. So that has come forward in the past 28 to 48 hours. And then also, um, some some quotes have come forward from the CDC saying that this variant has um, changed the war of this pandemic. So, um, you know, not to be alarmist in any sense, but some um, some concerning news recently here in the in the coming weeks of the in the in the past few weeks of this pandemic.
0: Yeah, and Marty, did you was that a Washington Post report? I think that's where I saw it today.
1: It was yes, it was.
0: So check out that full story. Um, make sure you 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 know um, equip yourself with all the info that's coming out from medical professionals, um, as well as um, some reputable um, journalism institutions that are that are doing the reporting. You know, it's it's important to know all these facts. It's also important to know that everybody is learning on the fly here. This is a brand new um, pandemic that is constantly changing. Um, so um, try to cook yourself the most information um, just an update on vaccination rates in our towns. Um, and I think this is of a few days ago and vaccinations are going up. Um, by the way, this was a good uh, big week for vaccinations. Um, but I think earlier this week, it was marked at Northfield at 70% will at 65 will at 64. Glencoe at 60 and Kenworth at 57% uh, percent, and that is fully vaccinated. Obviously those numbers are are uh, higher for at least one um, shot in the series but um, that's fully vaccination rates. Big impact is going to be on the schools and that's what we're following closely as well. We'll keep you updated but mostly these schools public schools have yet to make a decision on mask Wearing or other preventative measures for the upcoming year. So Nutrier, as we reported earlier this month, pushed that decision. Kind of wait and see where the flight of the virus goes. Um, and other districts haven't either. Um, I got to confirm from Evoca they're waiting as well as met. So we're waiting to see. Um, we do know that Loyola Academy currently uh, released earlier this month that, that that mask will not be required. Um, for vaccinated or unvaccinated individuals while on campus. So take that for what it's worth. We're going to update. Let me see fit. A lot of information there. Try to get it all clear in the
1: story. So please check it out at the record. One more, one more quick national update before we leave this subject. It looks like as of our recording that just under 50% of U.S. citizens are vaccinated. So 49.9% is the current total um, which has stalled quite a bit from uh, recent trends in the early days of the vaccination being widely available. I believe we um, pretty quickly hit the four, the 45-ish range and have since stalled. So um, about 164 million Americans fully vaccinated, but uh, that comes out to just under half of the U.S.'s population so far.
0: Yeah, I think you'll see that hopefully cross 50 this week, but keep an eye on all that. We don't actively report on the national stuff, but we'll, we'll give you what is relevant to you. So um, important week to update those things. Um, so please take a look. And of course, um, look elsewhere for a lot of a lot of organizations are doing solid reporting on this topic. That is our lead story for the week. Um, we're going to move on up and down the shore. Um, like I said, we're going to spend a lot of
1: time um, down in the um, the Wilmette area, but we're going to start here with Glencoe, Mark. Yeah, and a 107-year-old Glencoe Park is in for some changes, and that park is West Park over there in Glencoe. And uh, the Glencoe Park District recently, uh, Board of Commissioners recently approved a plan to move forward with the redevelopment of the park. And at their next meeting, which is slated for Tuesday, August 3rd. So this upcoming Tuesday, they are planning to unveil the first round of updates and uh, renovations that will take place at the park they have uh, a bit of a working plan that they are going to unveil unveil at that meeting so um, we'll get some more information once that comes out but they have decided to try to move forward with this project and some of the areas of the park that um, they are targeting for improvements are the park's walking loop the replace they're looking to replace some of the existing tennis courts with the possible Um, rededication of a couple to some pickleball course. They're looking to replace the backstop on both the large and small baseball field. Um, And then they're hoping to also improve park field, um, park drainage and field drainage, and then also improve ADA access throughout the park. So um, we'll get the first glimpse of that plan. As I'd mentioned, the park is hoping that um, they will be able to receive a grant for some of the funding of the project. And because Glencoe School District 35 uses the uh, park very heavily, they are planning to split the costs with the school district as well. So right now the initial estimate is somewhere between 1 to 1.5 million, which would only cost the park district uh, as currently constructed about uh, 450000 if they are able to obtain the grant and get the matching funding from Glencoe School District 35. So um, some early reporting on this one, but more details to come about changes to a uh, century-old Glencoe Park.
0: Yeah, pretty cool stuff from the Glencoe Park, and Marty um, from the um, I'm sorry, Park District, and Marty mentioned uh, pickleball and uh, Viva la pickleball! I believe that's that's <laughs> surging here on the North Shore. Obviously, a big, uh, you know, lot a uh, lot of participation in sport. Um, Weneca's got their courts. And now Glencoe might get theirs, and I know it's it's a topic of discussion and in the works, just looking for a lot of details in Wilmette, too. So um, stay tuned to that and Pickleball. We're going to just uh, take a little bit longer drive here. We're going to we're gonna pass up Winneka, Northfield, and Kenilworth and stop in Wilmette, where we just have a trio of stories that we need to update you on. And first is another step forward in a, in a Wilmette discussion.
1: Yeah, you could say, Joe, that the possibility of uh, recreational cannabis sales in Wilmette is growing and that trustees showed budding support last Tuesday night for the issue. So uh, thank you. Thank you. I'll take my bow right now. But back to the story, Wilmette's village board voted five to two during that meeting to um, move forward with staff preparing an, ord- an ordinance that would allow cannabis sales at Eden's Plaza. So obviously the big shopping center over there at the corner of Skokie and Lake Avenue. and um, as I'd mentioned, two dissenters that those were village president Santa Plunkett and trustee Daniel Sullivan, who voted against the matter moving forward. But uh the board did show a consensus, obviously, with five uh moving forward, with five voting to move forward. So um there was some significant discussion at that meeting related to uh where specifically a potential cannabis retailer would be located in Eden's Plaza and um the board made it pretty clear that they first want to see a plan from Newport Plaza, uh, Newport capital, excuse me, which is the owner of the Plaza, um, for it's, it's plan to address some of the notable vacancies and some of the notable, um, you know, recent departures from that shopping center, obviously the big one being Carson's, which has now been gone for more than two years, almost three. So, um, you know, this shopping center is a very strong tax driver and significant tax driver. for will met, and uh, officials first want to see the mall's plans for addressing those vacancies before uh, any kind of cannabis pitch or proposal would come forward. So, um, the board is expected to consider this ordinance at either its August or September meeting. Something to note is that its early August meeting was canceled and. Its next meeting now will be at the end of August. So the earliest possible this ordinance could be considered is um, at the end of August, August 24th, I believe. Um, But if they were to vote in favor of the ordinance at that meeting, then they would officially uh, move forward with allowing sales and allowing the sale of recreational cannabis in Wilmette. So not official yet, but they are taking steps toward it. And it seems like it's almost, um, a done deal so to speak but just to make it clear there hasn't been a proposal uh, sent into the village or received by the village for a dispensary yet, as I had mentioned the, um, the board really wants to see the mall, uh, and the and the plan for the shopping center addressed before uh, any cannabis discussions take place.
0: And that is uh, an important discussion that continues to go on. Um, Just we just did get a press release from the county by the way Marty so going back to our lead story. Not too surprising here, the county is saying individuals over age two should wear a mask in public indoor settings, regardless of vaccine status. So notice that that verbiage should, it is not a mandate, it is again guidelines um, that they're asking anybody, regardless of vaccination status, to wear a mask in public indoor settings. Additionally, they're also saying in crowded outdoor settings, uh, everybody should. Uh, they're asking everybody should to wear a mask as well. So, crowded outdoor or all indoor in public, um, they're asking to wear uh, individuals to wear a mask. So, um, they have a little press conference today at 1:30, which is Friday. Um, you might not be listening to this before then, but um, uh, that is the latest um, from um, the the county. Um, so basically, following the CDC's guidelines, just that added twist that um, they're hoping that people wear them in crowded outdoor spaces as well. Anyway, okay, moving on, Wilmette number two. Uh, we have, downtown's got a lot of restaurants, Mark downtown Wilmette. It's kind of a budding, using budding again, uh, <laughs> but it's been building for a while, looking good, but it's missing something and
1: maybe not for long. Yeah, we got some new details about a uh, restaurant that was first reported by Uh, You actually, Joe, earlier this uh, summer when the Wilmette Village Board had kind of presented a preview of some upcoming businesses that would be uh, coming to Wilmette in the very near future. Now, they had just mentioned very broadly that uh, a diner-style restaurant would be coming to Wilmette. Didn't get very many details at the time, but now, as I mentioned, we do have some more information about that and uh, we learned this week that the team behind um, Sophia Steak, which is a new addition to downtown Wilmette, as Joe had alluded to, is going to uh, be taking another swing at opening a Wilmette restaurant, and um, the name of that restaurant is going to be Buck Russells, and it's going to—it uh, is set as of right now to open this fall at 1133 through 39 Greenleaf Avenue. So, uh, just a little bit outside the downtown area, but still probably technically considered in that. Downtown Wilmedish area, but uh, early information restaurant shows that it's going to be a bakery and sandwich shop. And um, some information from the company behind it, which is Ballyhoe Hospitality, which I'd mentioned owns Sophia Steak, owns uh, Pomeray, which is a new French bistro set to open in Winneka that we've also reported on. They say that it's going to be a mix of the best bakery and sandwich shop you know kicked up a few notches. So they plan on serving some, uh, slice to order deli sandwiches, uh, salads, hot sandwiches as well. And then it's also, they're also planning to have a bakery component, which is going to feature quote, an all day menu of pastries, freshly baked sticky buns, coffee cakes, pies, Curlers, buttered cookies, buttery cookies, cupcakes, and more. End quote. So, um, also some information that there's going to be a little bit of a coffee component to the restaurant as well. So we posted this story out on social media a few days ago, and it seems like the community has a, a really great excitement for it. They received um, approval from the Walnut Village Board to move forward with their plans to alter the exterior of the building. So. Um, As I had mentioned earlier, plan right now is to open in fall. So another new addition coming to the North Shore dining scene.
0: Yeah, a couple of interesting notes I found about that story. Uh, Buck Russell was the name of the main character in Uncle Buck, a movie that was filmed on the North Shore, John Hughes movie. So we didn't get confirmation that that's why, but you can kind of think maybe, maybe. Um, Connect the dots. Connect the dots there. (laughs) Uh, but everybody loves Uncle Buck. So um that and that bakery slash sandwich shop, Buck Russell will be right across the street from Panera, which is interesting. Um, That's been in downtown for a while. So right there, you'll have a couple options for, for some of those things. Um, Staying in Wilmette um, for a little longer, we're going to talk about the park board. And we know that's been um, an ongoing topic, but just kind of tying up some loose ends here from a story we reported a couple weeks ago on a upcoming vacancy that the board talked about, but they were really uh, staying pretty quiet about details about who or when. We did get some details when Commissioner Todd Schisler um, resigned on Monday. Um, He submitted his letter of resignation earlier this week for August 1st. So he is uh, coming off the board August 4th for first for a relocation. Um, we did get a lot of research done in the back end that his family's moving to um, out of state, we'll just say. Um, so he's relocating with his family, and um, that opens up a seat on the board. During that vaca- vacancy talk um, at their last meeting, um, the board spoke about what would be the process. So we know um, that the process is a new member needs to be appointed, and that new member needs to pass a vote by majority of the remaining six members. So um, according to their organizational document, um, which isn't law or anything, they can actually still edit it uh, beforehand. But according to it, it suggests that they publish the vacancy, they do interviews for the vacancy, and then um, they appoint them by the vote. So um, obviously except applicants then do interviews. So that process you think unless they change some of their document goes into place Um, obviously there's six members so what if there's a tie we don't really know yet but just so you know that's that's the latest on the park board Todd Schistler coming off somebody's going to be coming on we'll find out more about that at their next meeting and what uh, what the process is going to be and maybe who's in line to fill the seat and that's what we got from the park board. That is up and down the shore. So stay in the The weekly
1: park board update.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Weekly park board update. Maybe we, I don't know if we'll have one next week, but I'll try for you. But um, um, that's, that's up and down the shore. Our second segment, moving on to our third, we're actually going to stay on the lakefront here for our featured feature for a little, a little fun um, nature news that uh, we call him Freddie, the snake by the lake. Uh, (laughs) Pretty cool. Funny stuff. It made a little bit of a rumble on, social media when this picture kind of went, um, started spreading on next door. Of a snake right there on the beach on Gilson. A few beachgoers on the early morning of July 9th walked past this guy as he was just chilling on the shoreline right near the water. Uh, not really in a uh, frightened sense, but um, just more of a surprise surprise. Um, so we we tracked it down and we got the snow story for you. This was a Western fox snake. Native to the prairies of northern Illinois, um, and not really native to the beach. But you can think of the beach. There's a lot of open land there, a lot of a lot of prairies so um, nearby. Just enjoying the sun, Freddie was that morning. Um, he was about two feet long. Some of the residents say maybe closer to three feet. Um, about a half dollar in diameter, according to the Park District's uh, Lakeshore Supervisor Ben Wozney i may remember that name he used to be the fire chief but ben wozney was out there with his crew and responded and worked with the county to see what they should do they found out uh that it was a fox snake which is non-venomous it is not a danger at all to humans um and so then uh, they followed what the county asked them to do which is basically relocate the animal do not tell anybody where you relocate it so they don't disturb its natural habitat Mr. was i said they, they relocated to nearby assuming that his habitat was Very close, but of course, an undisclosed location. So we can't tell you where, and he couldn't tell us where. But uh, Freddie's hanging around still um, in the area um, and just was a a fun little pleasant surprise. We talked to a couple residents who walked by him, said it looked like, you know, coiled up. It was just, you know, a piece of wood or something on the beach. And to its surprise, it started moving, um, rattled its tail a little bit, not rattled, shuffled because uh, it doesn't have a rattle, but it does that as a defense mechanism to make it look like um, a rattlesnake, but it is not completely harmless. Um, what else can I tell you about this snake? Um, it started to move a little bit. Um, but you know what's interesting, I thought is, you know these residents who have been in the beach for years, um, park district officials who have obviously been with the park district and around the area for years have said they've never seen a snake on the beach, not once. So I thought that was very interesting, kind of a first in terms of the recent history of a snake on the beach, or at least it being seen in early morning hours. So pretty cool story. Freddie just likes his sunbathing. So don't, don't bother if you see him again, but uh, he's he's harmless to you. So that's a fun little story we have, uh, go check it out. We have some cool photos. We have a video as well um, submitted by Duo um, Wong, a resident of Wilmette. So um, cool story, snake by the lake. And that's our featured feature. Those are our three segments, guys. Uh, we're done with the show, so make sure you check out that and more. On, uh, we've already published since uh, since those stories, a few more stories, um, especially on the sports side. We got a couple fun ones for you, including the end of the wave season, um, the Wilmette Waves. Um, we got a couple sports ones coming from Marty soon too, including a basketball player dropping 51 points. So a lot of fun stuff.
1: Um, We should give a quick shout out um, to our listeners that our golf outing, the inaugural record open is going to be next Saturday. So uh, in case you're listening this uh, later in the week, that date is going to be Saturday, August 7th. So um, tons of information about it up on our website. Um, But if you're interested in signing up and coming out to see your favorite local journalists, go on head on over to our website to get some more information about that and please do sign up if you are interested that is going to be next saturday again august 7th
0: yeah all the proceeds go directly directly back to your community in terms of community news uh nonpartisan community news so check it out hope you do we got pit and tap barbecue for you for lunch um, or dinner or you could either have it at the turn or um, right when you get there up to you guys Um, but it'll be great. Um, it'll be a fun time prizes, giveaways, all that good stuff that you find at golf outing. So we're going to have a good time. Hope you guys can join us.
1: Um, and that's our show for today, Marty. anything coming up? Yeah. I think you mentioned uh, a good, a good rotation of what we got coming up here, just some fun sports one, like you said, and of course we'll keep you updated on the latest COVID-19 news. As it seems, we're getting, um, some updates from, uh, locally, the County and, and the state, um, very frequently here. So we'll stay on top of that and bring you any updates that come forward there.
0: And that, I uh, hope you guys can check us out next week and stay tuned to the website. Um, till next time.
1: Thanks for listening.